The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Judeans were just now trying to stone you, and you're going there again. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then Jesus arrived. He found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away. And many of the Judeans had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Your brother will rise again. I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Judeans, who were with her in the house consoling her, saw Mary get up and quickly go out. 
They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Judeans who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus began to weep. So the Judeans said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with straps of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Judeans, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, it's hard to believe, but it's only been one week since the stay-at-home ordinance went into effect in Illinois. I actually had to Google that to make sure that I had it right, since I feel like I've lost all track of time. And I never really had a good concept of time even before this, but I'll say this stay-at-home ordinance has really thrown me for even more of a loop than normal. And it's not just me. I saw a meme that was posted by our MIC seminarian, Sarah Krolak, that said, for those who have lost track, today is Blur's Day, the 14th of maple A. So if it's being memed, that is confirmation to me that I'm not the only one who's feeling this way. Other people are experiencing it too, and I'm not going to lie, though, I felt that meme on a spiritual level. But all jokes aside, beyond our sense of time just being completely thrown off, there have been even greater challenges faced by many. Hours at work have been cut. Positions have been furloughed or eliminated altogether. Or in some cases, there are those of us with jobs still, but We may be in extended quarantine and our sick time is running out. Beyond that, many students are losing their places to live as college campuses are closing and moving virtually. Nurses who work in ICUs are separated from their families for fear that they'll bring the virus home from work with them. Parents that I've heard from are working from home, also trying to care for their children and homeschool them all at the same time. 
And for many of us, just even the news cycle and the rising death toll from COVID-19 has us all longing for any sign of hope. So maybe the posture of our spirits this morning is not one of full-throated praise. Maybe it's more like it says in today's psalm, Psalm 130, where we are coming to worship today, crying out to the Lord out of the depths. You should know that however you find yourself this morning, whatever emotional and spiritual posture you find yourself in, I want to tell you that you are valid and you are good. We are all experiencing so much right now. So if you just need to lay it all on God, by all means, God can hold it. Because if we don't have a place to lay down our burdens and cry out when we find ourselves in the depths, then our spirits will become disturbed. I know that over the course of this past week, I've noticed the disturbance in my own spirit, especially whenever I've felt the rush to judgment about what others may or may not be doing in response to this pandemic. And even though the gravity of this situation has at times brought out the worst in me, I found great comfort this week when I read our gospel and I read that Jesus too was greatly disturbed in his own spirit. It says in John, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. I don't know, there's just something so comforting to me about knowing that Jesus knows what we are going through. And if we dig even a bit more into this, where it says that Jesus' spirit was greatly disturbed, that same word for spirit in our reading from Ezekiel is translated as breath, where God tells Ezekiel to prophesy to the breath. Similarly, the Greek word translated as spirit in Romans can also be understood to mean breath. So in other words, we could understand the line that Jesus was not only disturbed in spirit, but in breath. The death of Lazarus disturbed Jesus's breath, or as we might say, it took his breath away. <clears throat> There's been so much to grieve lately that I'm sure we've all had moments where our own breath has been taken away like Jesus's was at the death of his friend Lazarus. And with COVID-19 being a virus that literally takes people's ability to breathe away from them, I think Ezekiel's command from God to prophesy to the breath takes on an entirely new meaning for us in this moment we find ourselves. So while we cry out from, to God from the depths, we are comforted here today by Jesus is, who is close to our pain. And we hear a command back from God to prophesy to the breath. But what does that even mean? What does it look like to prophesy to the breath? For many of us, this has meant staying at home, doing nothing, so that we don't contract or transmit the COVID-19 virus to others. For others, it has looked like calling on our elected leaders to protect the breath of our nurses, to provide them with adequate personal protective equipment as they put themselves on the front line of this pandemic. 
I know that for me personally, prophesying to the breath this week has meant doing both of those things, as well as doing breath work through my practice of yoga. And as I've been separated from the yoga studio that I normally go to, I was grateful that Holy Trinity member Erica Bohach had recorded and posted a video of a yoga session that she had done to our Community Life Facebook page. And I've done her video now three times this week, and I plan to do it again this afternoon. And it's that breath work that has really helped me to prophesy to the breath over the course of this stay-at-home ordinance. And it's really something, how important our breath is, and yet how easily it can just become something that we do unconsciously or without any intention. But prophesying to the breath, it means honoring the breath in us and in others as nothing short of the living spirit of God filling us and flowing through us. This breath and this spirit, it's too precious to take for granted. So instead, let's prophesy to the breath like Ezekiel did and watch as the dead and dry things in and around us come to life. In his book, Just Jesus, Walter Wink reminds us how sacred breath is and how it connects us not only to one another, but to the first moment of creation. He says, all the matter in the universe derives from the Big Bang, or better, the Big Breath. And each breath we breathe contains a quadrillion atoms. More than a million of these atoms have been breathed personally, sometime by each and every person on earth. We are all one breath, he says. We are all one breath. So whether it's being intentional about our own breath work, or doing everything in our power to defend and protect the breath of others or of this planet, we are prophesying to the breath. And maybe we feel so much grief right now because in this moment when COVID-19 is causing the loss of breath in our siblings, we also feel a loss of our own breath since we are one breath. And that's a lot to hold. And the disturbances to our spirit and the moments that have taken our breath away, they are real. There is no minimizing that. But even in our most breathless depths, let us also not minimize the love that is still all around us to be experienced. No doubt that this has been one heck of a first week of staying at home. But I do want to testify about a moment of real love that reminded me of God's presence in my own life this week. And it happened right here in my apartment from the comfort of my own couch. And that's where I've been posting up for much of the time because it allows me to get work done while still sitting in close proximity to my record player. And that has resulted in me keeping records spinning for much of the work day. And this week I was listening to one of my favorite albums and I had a lovely breathtaking moment. And maybe it's because of this pandemic and all the feelings that are at the surface for me, but I had this moment where I felt like I heard a lyric for the first time, even though I had heard it many times before. And since I'm at home preaching this sermon, I'm actually just going to take you on a quick tour. And I'm going to play it for you rather than telling you about it, because I think the artist can just do it better than I ever could. So we're going to walk over here to my record player. And as you can see, 
I'm going to flip my screen. I have uh, my record set up here, and you can see the record that I was listening to. It's here, 2014, Forest Hills Drive by hip-hop artist J. Cole. And this song that I was listening to, it's a song that I would normally probably otherwise just overlook. It's the outro track to the album. It's called Note to Self. And the song is a majority of just him giving credits and thanks to all the contributors on the album. But there is one line in the song that he sings right before he gets to all the credits. And I've got it queued up, so I'm just going to turn on my record player and have you listen to it. So I hope you could hear that. I know it might have been hard to hear with the Zoom sound that we've been wrestling with, but the line that J. Cole sings in that song says this, I've got a feeling that there's something more, something that holds us together, something that holds us together. I've got a feeling, but I can't be sure. Something that's old as forever, something that's old as forever. And then his background singers come in and they repeat the word love four times in a row. In this one line of this song, J. Cole prophesies to the breath by using the words of his lungs to speak to the ultimate truth that even in our depths, there's something more that holds us together, something that's old as forever. And that thing is love. It's not in short supply right now. I think the death and suffering that COVID-19 is causing might take our breath away and cause us to weep like Jesus did. But out of his love for us, Jesus brings life to dead, to dead and dry things. Life out of love is the same love that holds us together and holds us together personally when it feels like we're hitting rock bottom and falling apart at the seams. So as these weeks continue, let us prophesy to the breath by maximizing, not minimizing, the love all around us, the spirit of the living God. And let us remind ourselves and others when we forget about the love that holds us together all as one. Amen.